Uncommon Commons is a horror anthology podcast written and recorded by George Plank and Alex Vitale. The following episode contains topics that may be upsetting to some listeners. Audience discretion is advised. Please check the episode description for more detailed content warnings. Stay tuned till the end for information about the Uncommon Commons Patreon. Today's story is Codename Bernadette, written by George Plank. dash of that, and now to get a precise measurement. John, what are you- (coughs) 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 Science, Jane! Modern miracles! I'm not just doing, I'm- Failing miserably? Not if my intention was to make explosions. Was it? Uh, No. What are you trying to do? Well, before I was so rudely interrupted... Shots fired. I was attempting to isolate the core components of the human psyche. Are you familiar with Phineas Gage? No. Neither am I. But maybe there's a me that is. Oh, John. You can't find another personality at the bottom of a bottle. That's exactly why I'm using an Erlenmeyer flask. Bottles? Flasks? John, do we need to have a talk... No! The only thing I need is absolute silence. I can't let anything distract me from my mission. Mail's here! I don't think that's part of the scientific method. It's fine. Just don't smell any of the chemicals directly. Uh, Waft, if you must. Light up that Bunsen burner for me, will ya? The noxious fumes are making me a little lightheaded and making it difficult to read. Isotech Backup Terminal Name Dr. Mahler's Console Project Codename Bernadette New Log Entry Check, check. Is this thing working? Ah, there we are. This is Log Entry 1, October 17th at approximately 9.37 a.m. My name is Dr. Albert Mahler, Chief Engineer of Isotech's newest project, codenamed Bernadette. I am working closely with my fellows, Doctors Gropius and Werfel. I am certain that with the three of us working hand-in-hand, Project Bernadette will be an unmitigated success. I'll be keeping regular log entries as the project develops. New log entry. Project Bernadette is off to a fast start. It really speaks volumes to the quality of this team that we were able to do in one day what I've seen other dev teams do in a matter of weeks. I would expect nothing less from Gropius. Back in our university days, the two of us were co-chairs of the programming club. Every year we would host a programming jam to see who could create a new application or game in 24 hours. We would see a lot of 8-bit, pixel-rendered games, but Gropius' work would always leave them in the dust. I didn't personally know Dr. Werfel before working on this project, but if his resume is to be believed, then he will be a valuable asset to the team as a whole. Top of his class at TTI helped to pioneer many new and innovative techniques that are used in laboratories worldwide and has personally seen to the production of many flagship pieces in Isotech's product line. I have very little doubt that with a keen amount of determination and professionalism, codename Bernadette will be off the ground in no time. New Log Entry 
So we hit a bit of a snag. Uh, while compiling the lines of code we currently have, several inputs proved to be incompatible with one another. Dr. Werfel said that he didn't recognize the error code and that he would manually go line by line to try and find the source of the problem. In the meantime, Dr. Gropius and myself are going over design documents for what the housing should look like. I was thinking a central hub, not dissimilar to what some of our competitors already have on the market. It might make the product more user-friendly. Gropius, however, being the designer that he is, insisted that you shouldn't be able to see Bernadette at all. From his description, you should just be able to assume that she's there and be 100% correct. It should also be compatible with all your household appliances and automation and your vacuum cleaner and your cat and your dog. And I told him he was probably setting his expectations a little too high. But then he got that look in his eye. The sides of his mouth curved into an impish smile that I had seen many times before. And he said, When did that ever stop us before? New log entry. So, update. Um, apparently, the issue was deeper than we initially thought. Some lines of code were so incompatible with others that they were essentially cannibalizing each other for information. We had to pull the plug on the current dev build, and if we can't find a solution soon, we may very well have to start again from scratch. So, it's all hands on deck. Uh, individually, we are all glued to our computers, tablets, and even analog paper readouts. While I would love to start completely over and lose all the work we've done so far, uh, it just can't be done. Uh, at least, not within the deadline that we currently have set. I've only worked on a couple of Isotech projects as a hands-on lab technician, but from what I've seen, and from what Warfell has told me, they take deadlines very seriously. From what I understand, the entire lab team before me was fired because they weren't able to make a deadline, so I'm not taking any chances. Uh, it is odd, though. Uh, occasionally, I'll see an error in the code, and I'll highlight it on my readout, but when I check it against Werfel or Gropius's readout, it's just not there. What's more is, I think I saw... Well, what's that? Oh, Werfel found something. Uh, I'll be right back. New log entry. It is currently four in the morning. Werfel's find let us down a rabbit hole of inconsistencies. Things that either don't make sense where they are, or shouldn't be in this type of coding at all. And it doesn't look like there's an end in sight. Among some of the major inconsistencies were random bits of text. And for the most part, it's your standard lorem ipsum array, but among the bits of dead language, I'd see Theodore, Dylan, and Albert, uh, Gropius, Werfel, and my own names, uh, respectively. Uh, in addition, every couple lines, I could see Sweetheart, obscured by interspersed formula, of course. But it's there nonetheless, which is odd, because the only time I've ever been called Sweetheart was... Um, uh, a bit of information, I guess. Uh, I know this is a far cry from the technical notes I should be taking, but I feel like it'll shed some light on my current thought process.
as I said previously, uh, Gropius and I were relatively close colleagues in college. Uh, what extra detail I very rarely volunteer is at that time, he was dating this incredibly entrancing woman. Uh, for her anonymity, I'll refrain from saying her name. Uh, on a couple of occasions, I was invited along with them and thought there was nothing out of the ordinary, except for one occasion when Ted, uh, Dr. Theodore Gropius, uh, excused himself to the lavatory. She took my hand in hers and she made deep eye contact with me. I can't, for the life of me, remember exactly what she said, but I'll never forget how she seemed to punctuate every sentence with sweetheart. When I saw Ted return from the bathroom, I withdrew my hand, but she continued to stare at me with a daring look, and once Ted and I graduated from college and parted ways, I dared. For those few months we were together, I was the happiest I might have ever been or might ever be again. I shared with her things about myself I didn't know were true until they left my lips, and I realized there was nothing else they could be. And then one day she just disappeared. She didn't tell me where she was going or had given any indication that she might be the least bit dissatisfied with what we had. I awoke one morning to find a small note was left on my end table addressed simply to Sweetheart. So, you can imagine how surprised I am to see it pop up once again. I'm sure it's nothing. I, I'm going to keep working. Hopefully we can find a solution soon. New log entry. I don't know how, but it happened. Uh, we've run the calculations and the code is fixed. Well, it's performing at the bare minimum, but hey, that's still something. Naturally, we're a long way off from having anything we can show to the board of investors, but but we're no longer back to square zero. There is a lot of new code, and I do mean a lot. I asked around, Gropius denies writing it, and Werfel says he's never seen anything quite like it before, but he admits that the additions are harmless, and as long as the code doesn't start eating itself again, then we'll be just fine. The only thing that gives me a moment's pause about the whole thing is printed in block text at the top of my readout. Sweetheart. I don't know for certain if it's on everybody's readout or just mine, but um, with this, the most logical answer is that Gropius wrote the new lines of code. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe she used the same pet name with him. Maybe... Maybe truly no experience is unique, and time is a flat circle, and he wanted to dedicate his hard work to her. Maybe. Maybe he knows what we did, what I did, and is torturing me very subtly. If, if nothing else, it's definitely succeeded in making me feel uneasy. I'm just going to continue to play my cards close to my chest and see what unfolds. New log entry. <laughs> it's Werfel's birthday! Sly Dog thought he could get out of it, but he didn't account on one thing. Corporate emails. Isotech sent all the lab team an email congratulating Werfel on another year. 
We invited him out for drinks after work, but he declined saying his girlfriend had something planned for him. Now, something that I've become acutely aware of since grad school is that scientists are ungodly gossips. We love drama, so naturally we demanded to see his girlfriend. He pulled out his phone and scrolled through a few photos before showing us a picture of the two of them at one of those trendy photo op spots. It was her. I looked over to Gropius, and his smile completely disappeared. I saw his head start to move in my direction, and I quickly averted my eyes. I took a calculated risk. Pretending like I didn't know her seemed easier than dealing with... that right now. <laughs> Back to work. New log entry. Werfel didn't come into work today. I get that he might have wanted to go all out for his birthday, but, but when your work is as demanding as ours, it does come off as a tad unprofessional. The loss of one member of the lab team wouldn't normally put things to a standstill, but the problem with working with a technological wunderkind like Werfel is that more often than not, he is working in a style that completely deviates from the style you may be used to. Neither Gropius nor myself know exactly where he left off, so we've turned our attention to other aspects of the project. Gropius is hard at work at the design aspect of the project, and I've dedicated myself to working on the intonation of the user interface. I've got an ear for tones. Uh, I, I feel that intonation is very important. Despite the fact that the two of us are working on entirely different aspects of the project, occasionally he will stand from his console, walk over to where I'm working, and listen to the newest sound I've given to Bernadette. After a couple of phonemes, he would offer suggestions that often sound more like demands. No, no, she needs to sound deeper. No, lighter. Can you make it sound any less robotic? Get uh, well soon, Werfel. I'm missing you more by the second. New log entry. Dr. Werfel still isn't back. I'm starting to get worried. Just for kicks, I decided to check his change log. Despite the fact that he hasn't been in for the last few days, there appears to have been steady changes to the code. I opened up his work console to take a look, and there is way more code. Almost double what there was before. And that would have been great if not for the fact that almost every line of code ended with one word. Sweetheart. Yeah. New log entry. I decided to pay Warfell a visit. When I drove by his house, he, though, he wasn't home. No lights were on. There was no response at the door. His car wasn't even in the driveway. For a few minutes, I was fully convinced that he had fled town, maybe even sold some of our code to our competitors. I would have probably even continued to believe this if I didn't see his car parked behind the Isotech facility. My house and Werfel's house are in two separate directions. It would never have occurred to me to drive around that side, but... Coming back from his house, it couldn't have been more obvious. Even as I approached his car, I still hoped for the best. I hoped that he was just preparing himself to come back inside and we can continue working together on Project Bernadette. But deep down, I already knew. I knew from the moment I saw his car. I don't know how long he had been like that, but I knew that it was no accident that he was as he was. 
I called the cops, and I told him about the gun in his hand. I didn't tell them about the envelope with the word sweetheart smudged out with blood in his other. New log entry. First thing today, we held a memorial for Dr. Dylan Warefell. We started with a moment of silence, which was undercut by the constant hum from the servers in the next room over. Everyone said a few short words, except for Gropius. He stood in the doorframe of the communal area until we were dismissed and went immediately back to his work. Truth be told, I I'm a little worried about him. He's becoming more quiet and despondent the longer we work on this project. I didn't catch him in the act, but I felt like he was staring daggers at the back of my head through the entire service. On a slightly more positive note, they found Werfel's computer among his effects in his car. I found a series of notes for himself about his design process, all sealed behind an encrypted folder called, well, Sweetheart. I think that just might be the key to finishing this up. New log entry. As I initially thought, once I implemented the sweetheart subroutine, I was able to tie up almost all the loose ends left by Dr. Werfel. Uh, one slight hiccup, however, occurred when Gropius looked over to my console and he saw a window open called Sweetheart. He demanded to know why I called it that, and I, I told him that it's what Werfel called it. He said that wasn't possible, because that's what she called him. I wasn't thinking. I was tired of all these dispersions and accusations. You're not the only one! I let slip from my lips before I had a chance to even think about what I was saying. She called me sweetheart, too. He gave me a look of disbelief. And I felt the need to elaborate, so I came clean. I told him about everything, from grad school to the moment I lost her. That's impossible, he said. And I assured him it was entirely true. He turned heel and barged out of the office. He returned not ten minutes later with a binder under his arm. No, that's impossible, he said, producing a newspaper clipping from within the binder. This is an obituary. This is up. This is her obituary. I said, and he just nodded solemnly but we saw a picture of her in Werfel. He said, I thought so too, but when you didn't acknowledge it, I assumed I was mistaken and you know, still a little grieving. But what about the code, I said, and he stared at me blankly until I produced the readout that had the header, Sweetheart. To this, he said nothing and quietly left the room. When he didn't return, I figured I too should take an early egress. I had been given a lot to think about. New log entry. Gropius, what are you doing at the console? No, you can't. It's not ready yet. What do you mean it's her? Hey, put that down. Alma. Alma? Sweetheart. 
End of log. Good news, everyone! You found the acid splash cleanup kit? What? No. I was able to scrape up a little of my formula from the floor. Gross. Ugh, I guess I could get used to the chemical burns. It's not much, but it should be just enough to fulfill my desired goals. Now witness, as I begin the transformation. Nice lady, going down. Wow, John, I'm impressed. That's the fastest acting sleep aid that I've ever seen. John? John? He turned himself into a corpse. Funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, no, you don't. I've got dibs on the body. Uncommon Commons is a podcast. It is written and recorded by George Plank and Alex Vitale, and the theme song is composed by Charles Adam Robinson. Our logo is designed by Sam Vitale. Our social media manager is Rebecca Tewksbury. Email us directly at zeronullstreet at gmail.com. Visit our socials or support us on Patreon in the link tree listed in the description below. Rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Stay. And remember, nothing is real. Hi, it's George. Just wanted to let you guys know that Uncommon Commons has a Patreon. For $1 a month, it gets you access to all of our bonus content, including the common area. Hi there, I'm George. And I don't want to be here. I'm actively dying. How are you doing, George? I'm passively dying, thank you. For $100 a month, you will be rocketed into the void itself. What mere disassociation could not do, we will do for you. What is the scariest horror film? you've ever seen. Garfield the movie. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) If I dropped you in Victorian England, you would be the definition of a madman and you'd be in bedlam in five seconds flat. I would be Sherlock Holmes and I would be solving mysteries. (laughs) Plus exclusive stories not available anywhere else, like Help Wanted. Thomas laid on his bed for what may have been hours. He had fallen asleep after letting himself get carried away by the pizza. The pizza box was torn and thrown across the room after every ounce of meat and cheese and grease had been leached from it. The television was on. On it, a puppet was telling a group of kids about the number six. Suddenly, the oven caught on fire. A small pizza inside had gone unattended for too long. Thomas released the crank and made for the emergency exit. Before he could lay his hands on the handle, the flames from the oven encircled him. So click the link in the description and join us today. Stay. And remember, nothing is real.